episode is brought to you by our good friends at the Privacy Pros, privacy advocates and real opt-out solutions. For more information, visit privacypros.com. Okay, good. That was off key. I didn't want to get sued. <laughs> that was on purpose. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> hey, Wanderers. We are back. Welcome to uh, the pod. I am yes. Sarah. She is Sarah. I am Emle. We are the Mystic Sisters. We sure are. We sure are. Uh, Mystic Sisters who like to wonder about things just as you do, which is why you're here with us, you beautiful bastards. I love you all. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing listeners. I love you guys. Um, we did get some amazing five-star reviews. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Me. Yes. Um, but yes, welcome to another episode of the Wonderless Podcast, where we cover all kinds of weird things, from the strange to the disturbing to the outright what? Um, anything unexpected, unknown, or unexplained that we happen to wonder about is what we're going to be talking about. Yes, and we do have a slight focus every week uh, with our topics, and this week our topics are true crime and history. What, what? Yes, what, what? Our sister subject. Uh, yes, sister subject. True crime and history. Did we come up with one of those, like the truistry? Cry story? Did I say cry story before? Yeah, I feel I like think that you did. I just got mad deja yeah. vu when I said cry story. Yeah. Or, uh, well. <laughs> um, so we also realized that we haven't even mentioned our merch store to you guys. So right now you can get 10% off of all of our merch using the code SUNSET on our store at teespring.com. That code expires September 7th. So go and get your Wonderlust t-shirt now. Yes. You can find us at the-wonderlust-podcast.creator-spring.com. Uh, you can also find a link to our Teespring store on our Instagram link tree and find us on Instagram at wonderlust.pod. We have coffee mugs, water bottles, stickers, tank tops, joggers, and leggings. <laughs> so you can be decked out from head to toe every day, y'all. So go like ahead. Like the true wonder slut you are. Yeah, we're a bunch of wonder sluts out here. We <laughs> fucking love it. So if you want to be a sexy wonder slut with us, remember to go to our store and get 10% off using the code SUNSET. So I had some people comment after our last episode saying that there was a story about Benjamin Franklin supposedly like that he wanted to make the national bird the turkey instead of the bald eagle. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I just wanted to take some time to address that real quick. Um, any quick little into Google and you will find that that story, unfortunately, is a myth. Um, that checks. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have said something about it. Uh, it's not like I didn't know anything about that 
before I recorded that episode, that would never happen. I know everything, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Uh, in case you're wondering, turkeys do not have penises either, so... Important PSA for everybody today. Yeah, would have made a good national bird option, um, for sure. And then I did, like, actually look up a little bit, um, about where that story comes from. That actually comes from a letter that he wrote his daughter roasting whoever illustrated the original eagle design by saying it looked more like a turkey than an eagle. Ah, ah. <laughs> and then he was you know, quite fond of his own comedy, that he was like, oh, yeah, turkeys would be way better because, like, bald eagles, like, are lazy and, like, turkeys are, like, totally uh, a, a bird of courage. That's what he called Sorry, them. that's what he said. <laughs> Which it's like, you know, we in this new age of technology and this, like, wave of civilization, we have the option to put backslash sarcasm and I think that's really important for when, like, future humanoid aliens come back and find our civ evidence of our civilization. They can be like, oh, thank God. All right. You know, they can put, we can put backslash sarcasm, but also we have emojis now. Which also, it's going to really, like, crack me up to think, it cracks me up to think about, like, future archaeologists. I mean, it's not going to be archaeologists because it's digital. But, like, looking back at emojis and how people use them in... <laughs> In conversation and real text and even in like real life situations. Mm -hmm. I mean I mean there's like emoji text conversations that are debated in court. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah, it is. It's frighteningly frighteningly real. Um, it would be just amusing to me if it was like, oh, this ancient culture used these hieroglyphic type images to signify the true meaning behind their words. It seems they also worshipped a matchmaking god of love named Tinder. <laughs> we discovered here that at one point, the call of their people was, Sheesh! <laughs> it is so stupid. <laughs> I also really love the little, like, head turn you just did. Like <laughs> I was afraid to do it directly into the mic. I mean, it makes sense, but it was just really... <laughs> Amusing to watch. <laughs> Threw my head with it. Sheesh. Oh, man. Oh, oh, okay, I had wait. some guys say that to me out loud, like, in conversation. And I was like, uh, like, I just blinked at him, like, did you just glitch? Like, he was um, delivering <laughs> food to an apartment. But he, like, he went into this bar that I was doing an open mic at. And he came out and realized he got the wrong address. And I'm standing outside. And he's, like, um, loitering. You know, that's mm. what I do. And yep. he's like, oh, I got the wrong address. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I like looked at him and he just looks at me dead in the eyes without blinking or even making a facial expression and just goes, sheesh, and gets in his car. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I think he was older than me. Like not even a Gen Zer was using that, you know, I feel a little bit like a poser okay, using but that's it now. Like, that's like my friend. <laughs> who I don't know if he friend I love you I'm sorry I'm not gonna mention you by name because I know you listen to this but or if she does mention you by name she's not she's gonna add the bleep sound and not actually bleep <laughs> out the name <laughs> oh my god um 
also know recently he was like, oh yeah, their food slaps. And I'm like, what? oh yeah, people say that or it smacks. Yeah, and depends I'm like, on if they're like from the Midwest or not. If they're like from a coast, I think they say it slaps. I think that's a West Coast and East Coast thing, but I could be wrong. But if they're from the Midwest, it smacks. I was like, the, you're too old to be doing that, man. I like, don't even. I stop. can't even say shit. Like I can't. That. Yeah. I can't. Like I would laugh at myself instantly. Ugh. I'm still yeah. like saying like, this is the bomb. <laughs> I used the bomb.com in an email. And it accidentally made it an actual URL. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get put on a list for Ooh. that. <laughs> I did. I heard that. Can you please leave that out? We no. don't want that. <laughs> Stop. No. It's my allergies, guys. Yep. Allergies. Yep. I sneezed really hard earlier, and my throat hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> my sneezes okay. are terrifying. <laughs> so I wish there was some middle ground between us with our sneezes, because yours are terrifying, and mine yeah. are fucking stupid i my, hate them my and sneeze I, sounds like a demon is being <laughs> called forth into existence and her sneeze sounds like tiny baby kitten chipmunk chipmunk and it's yeah. like i hate it because i feel like people think i'm faking and i can't help it it's just the sneeze that comes out they have a hundred percent same a hundred percent same Ugh. it's like i get people who are like why do you hold your sneezes in don't you want to let it out? Don't you want to feel good? And I'm like, Isn't it doesn't feel good I feel when like I let it a out. Specific person. <laughs> it's a specific that. fucking person. Of course it is. Uh, mm. Um. So remember that meme that I shared on the Instagram with uh, the bear, the yes. camouflages. Yes. There's this really cool cat camouflaging into some bark, and there's this really cool owl super camouflaging into some bark, and then. There's the bear trying to hide behind a tree very unsuccessfully. Or slow dance with the tree. <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh my god. There's just enough room for Jesus in the middle. <laughs> Got its little paws on the tree's face. I laugh because unfortunately we heard those words used in real situations. Yeah. Gotta leave room for Jesus. Gotta leave room <sighs> for Jesus. So yeah, I mentioned in that when I shared the meme that that was like me in social situations trying to like fit in. Mm-hmm. So a fun example that I would love to share with everybody because ah. you know if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're just gonna cry, and nobody wants that. So <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two options. If you yeah. can't laugh at yourself, you're just gonna cry. It's all or nothing, babe. It's like okay. Well, I'll go on the sidetrack in a minute. But, so, I was at work. I was a little cranky. I was feeling snarky, right? Doesn't sound like you at all. I know. <laughs> somebody had just annoyed me, and then somebody else ambushed me, but didn't really ambush me. But it felt like they were ambushing me as soon as I walked into the office. They're like, hey, do you have a sec? And there were so many options that I could have said. But the things that came, the words that came out of my mouth were, I have no sex. <laughs> I bet you were like, I have no sex. <laughs> that is exactly what I did. And then I was like, and I heard it, and it was a room full of like a dozen dudes, and everybody else heard it. And I was like, well, that's 
I meant, yeah, whatever. I have a minute. Go ahead. And he was like, oh. And somebody else was like, yikes. And I'm like, ah, this is my life, guys. And the worst part is, right as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, Sarah, you shouldn't say that. That's not a good response for that. Just answer like a normal person. But I, my mouth didn't stop, and it just kept going. And said that's that I what had she said. Sex. Yep. I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> And then I really, I really wanted to take a dark turn and be like, no, but really. <laughs> that's my life. Yeah. Yeah. This is my last interaction with some people before, uh, <laughs> before quarantine. That's what you left them with. <laughs> yep. You know, got to keep it interesting. Yeah. Got to keep them on their toes. Uh, so I was, talking to some, yeah, I was talking to somebody, I think because I, oh, I went to the doctor. Okay. And every fucking time I go to the doctor, they ask me, have you fallen in the last 90 days? And I'm like, the answer is always going to be yes. Like, I don't know what else you're expecting from me. They're like, oh, my God, really? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, it does not take much for me to trip and fall on my face. <laughs> and so much so that I, one, it's also windy in where I live. So I wear shorts or leggings under all of my dresses. But also because I have fallen multiple times at work. Oh, my gosh. And somebody was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Like, I would die if that happened to me. And I'm like, I literally have to laugh because there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. There was, a, there was one time where I was walking in the parking lot and there's the building for work has all windows. So everybody can see outside. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking. And fucking rolled my ankle, busted my ass, oh and my I was wearing God. a long ass skirt, so it just like went up in like a poof of like, poof, <laughs> like a little mushroom cloud. Yeah, and then I just was like sprawled out in the middle of the parking lot, and I was like, no, this is great. Oh my God, wait, you have to tell me if I've told this story before because I don't remember if I've told it just to you or if I mentioned it on the podcast. Either way, here we go. Okay. Did I tell you about the time that I fell down the stairs at? house <laughs> no sorry I laugh, I guess. yeah so um i was walking down the stairs and i slipped but there was laundry in the way like a laundry basket and some stuff on the stairs and the stairs kind of like you know have like a square step and then like a triangular step and then like another step where it kind of like yeah. turns a corner but it doesn't ah. really turn but it's like a sharp turn and, um, and I slipped and started going down, but I didn't want to knock over the laundry basket because <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. Yep. <laughs> I'd rather just fall <laughs> than make a mess. Yep. I don't want to be an inconvenience. <laughs> so I literally just stuck my arms up as I'm falling down the stairs like a little snake and just slithered right around the Legitimately fell, so like this made a noise. It was like a thud, like so. <laughs> so I slither and slide down the stairs, right, and then I just laid on the floor <laughs> and didn't realize that his dad was sitting in the chair directly opposite of the stairs <laughs> until he was like, "Uh, you okay?" Oh, shit. 
over here being my normal weird ass self. <laughs> God damn it. Dusted myself off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry, didn't know you were right there." <laughs> yeah, it's funny though. It's like... Just Alex Macking over here on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did when I fell in the middle of the parking lot. I just like laid there for a minute. I was like, "Ah shit!" <laughs> just let gravity take me. And I knew everybody could see me, so I was like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. <sighs> God, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about the things we wondered about? Yes, I would love to know what you wondered about, and uh, I would also like to wonder with you. Take wonder me with me on a wonderful journey. Yes, I was about to be sure, like, sure. I am your wonders. <laughs> I was, you know, I was wondering if you're going to try and work that in. I was like, please don't. I don't know if you saw the fear in my eyes. <laughs> I did, but I also felt like you were expecting it, and I didn't want to let you down. <laughs> I'm like, don't do it. That's weird. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. <laughs> and I saw the glint in your eye like I could. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So this week. Right. It's like me with the ducks last week. <laughs> if you say oh, this week one more time. Ooh, you guys have only heard it once, but she has heard it 20 times. No. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe. No. <laughs> so, you know, this week, quarantine. There's yeah. only so many things you can do. One of them includes browsing your phone a fucking bunch. Right. And looking for things to buy. Yes. Because that's just how it goes on quarantine. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. I did not buy the things, but I did see 40,000 fucking posts for kittens, and it's killing me. That's a lot of posts. I didn't know there were that many kittens uh, on social media. Okay. It was actually like four, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> they were kittens who needed homes. Who needed a wee T-1000. Uh... Um, but yeah, so this, uh, this kind of leads into my topic of talking about the history of domestic cats, because if I can't get another kitten, then I might as well just talk to you guys forever about cats. So we, we're going to be learning about cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that... All right. Like how they became domesticated or how they became like p pets. Yeah. Like, like house cats. Oh yeah. Like okay. House cats. Like, yeah. like little kittens that I really want to go save and bring home, but I cannot because I need to get my life together first. That's really the main reason. I could technically do it. Nobody is stopping me but me. You know, I saw this post on Instagram, which was, like, so rude, where it was like, you realize that after you get your shit together, the only person who was standing in your way was yourself. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe, but also it was my brain. And, um, <laughs> that's an important distinction to make. And it's like, okay, so to be clear, those of you who are joining us new, I already have a cat. And Yahtzee. he is cool. Yahtzee! I love him so much. Um, and I'm slightly trying to convince myself that I should get a kitten 
wants to keep him company, which he mm. probably doesn't need, nor does he probably want. Um, I'll build character for him, though. Oh, probably. He needs that character building. I was gonna say, he's only child living right now. Dude, okay, speaking of, though, he's been annoying the shit out of me this week. I have to get fucking baby locks for my cabinets. Because he learned how to open them. Like a little asshole. Oh my gosh, like the baby-proofing locks? Yeah, because he knows how to open the doors of the cupboards. And so we'll be sitting there, and I hear just like, like something's trying to get out of the cupboard. And I look over, and it's him using his little paw to open it so he can go in there. What a goof. Yeah, he was all up in your cabinets in that last place, too. I didn't have as much stuff in those cabinets. No, I know, but he kept going in that bottom one. The, the one the that he one. could get into, yeah. Yeah, but now in this place, he can get into most of the cabinets. Wow. Which is super annoying. So, <clears throat> yeah, I need to do that. But anyways, yeah, so today I'm going to be talking about cats and sound like a crazy cat lady. Um, even though I only have one cat, which I don't think really makes me a crazy cat lady, but... No, being a woman makes you crazy. That's mm. all that matters. And you could be a crazy anything lady. Doesn't matter. I could be a crazy fantasy football lady. Man. Are you? No. No. I mean, I know some things. <laughs> I know some things. I really just like to help pick out the team names. That's the mm. that's the most fun for me. Mm. Yeah. You're like I cannot relate at all to that. No. <laughs> sure can't. Ooh. <clears throat> so, uh, to get back to our topic of cats. Your um, fantasy draft of kittens. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> so, to start us off, I have a wonderful quote. A wise Ellen Perry Berkeley once said, As every cat owner knows, nobody owns a cat. Also, fun fact, I did not look up who she was at all, so... There I we love go. that for us. <laughs> also, I saw someone post something like that about huskies recently. Okay, you know what's funny, though, is that I actually really love huskies because they're so fucking weird, and now it makes sense. They really are. They really are truly very weird. They're just perfect but little... very adorable. Yeah. I love, the, I love the videos where they, like, just scream for no reason. Like, hmm, yeah. I understand that. Thank God <clears throat> the one husky I know does not do that. He's very cute, <laughs> and he, he likes to sing with the sirens. So if, like, a Ew. big siren goes by, then he'll, he'll do a little song for us. But that's it. He does not. Sometimes he looks like he wants to say things, but he's just, like, talking to himself. You mm. know what I mean? Like how dad walks around and shakes his head his and head. mouths things to himself. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe. You know what's sad is that I do that now? I do that, but I do it out loud. And that oh, is the for sure. <laughs> yes. Today, I got in my car <laughs> to leave to come here. <laughs> and I literally got in the car and I'm like, okay, I gotta get on the road. We're gonna be there by like 10. And I'm like, why do I have to say that out loud to myself? <laughs> like, why do I need to tell myself? Here we go, world. <laughs> Here we go. Please don't get pulled over for speeding. Cruise control set at 69. Oh my gosh. It's just too much. I That was like right before we were recording though. I was doing the same thing. Just saying everything out loud. I have to do it. I have to. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Love those jeans for us. Mm. Um, <laughs> so back to 
our sweet little kitty cats. Um, <laughs> how far back do domestic cats really go? Obviously, most of us know that Egyptians liked cats, or I think most of us do know that. If you don't know that, I'm a little concerned for you. Yeah. Because everybody should know that at this point. But beyond that, you know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint where in history cats were domesticated. Um, especially because ancient cats, uh, their skeletal structure was very closely related to the pet cats at the time. So you really couldn't tell the difference. The main difference you could tell was like where they were placed in the archaeological like dig and stuff like that. So in 2004, there was an archaeological dig on the island of Cyprus, which for those of you who don't know is off the coast of Greece. Turkey. Turkey. Damn it. Is it Greece or Turkey? I think it's both. No, it's Turkey. Oh, they speak Greek and Turkish. So, <clears throat> on the island of Cyprus, there was a burial where a cat was deliberately buried with a human to suggest that cats were on the island and domesticated about 9,000 years ago. Okay? Damn. Which is, yes, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so, the author of this article posits that all domesticated cats descend from a Middle Eastern wildcat. And according to the author, cats were first domesticated in the Near East, and they think that the process began between 9,000 and 12,000 years ago, which is a lot. And yeah. I, like, Googled what things are older than 9,000 years old, and then I remind, it was reminded that some people think that the world is only 6,000 years old. So guess what, guys? Cats have been around longer than the world Time itself. To bow down. <laughs> no wonder they're worshippers. Yeah. Actually, the Big Bang came out of the void, and the void is actually just a giant black cat. You're welcome, everybody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> In the darkness. Have you seen the memes, though, about, like, when you look into the void and the void looks back and it's, like, a little black cat on a black chair, but all you can see are his eyeballs? Yep, yep, ah, yep. It's so cute. Anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> this kind of lines up, though, with what we know of human society. Around 9,000 to 12,000 years ago, people started settling. They weren't doing hunter-gatherer stuff anymore, so they were settling. They were doing more farming. When they did that, they stored extra food. When they stored the extra food, mice and rodents came. When the mice and rodents came, the cats came to play. Um, this explains why, so, fun fact, humans, previous to this point, were primarily hunter-gatherers, which we know, but that's why dogs were domesticated much earlier, because they were used in hunting. They were domesticated around 30,000 years ago, which wow. is crazy. That yes. is crazy. Um, uh, yes, and they were used, obviously, for hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... But main main takeaways is that cats have been around for a while. Also, uh, unlike, so when, you know, they domesticated dogs, they, like, really put them through, like, rigorous training, you know, like, cage and, like, you know. I think similar to what people do nowadays with training dogs. It's a lot of, like, you know, just that pack mentality. You want to be the alpha, blah, 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 whatever. But there yeah. was active, active domestication and training with mm -hmm. dogs, right? Yeah. Well, with cats, the general consensus is that <laughs> cats just kind of domesticated themselves, <laughs> which 
based on everything I know of cats, makes a whole lot of fucking sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, the cats kind of just invent- invited themselves in to eat the rodents. People were like, hey, yeah, please eat the rodents. And then, you know, we're nice to the cats. And the cats were like, oh, man, I get rodents and these people are going to let me sleep in their house. Like, fuck, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And so and then <laughs> this uh, author of a study of the lineage of cats says it's not that cats took some humans and put them inside cages. People more or less allowed cats to domesticate themselves. And nowadays, cats are the most popular house pet in the U.S. There are 90 million cats in the U.S. And 34% of homes in the U.S. have cats. Or at least one. Wow. So, cats rule and dogs drool. I'll put that out there. I mean, Everybody dogs has... do drool, but that doesn't mean they don't also rule, babe. <laughs> Very true. Um, Just get dogs the size of cats. Bing, bing, I know. boom. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is obviously the best plan, too. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, they're easier to handle. And also, for me, anyways. it's the poop. Big dogs, big poops. Dude, that's human-sized poops. I can't it's do bigger. that. It's bigger. It's bigger. Trust me. Charlie's was like a fucking horse. I was going to say, Abby had huge-ass fucking poop. Yeah. And it was so... No. Nope. There was one time that she uh, decided to do that in the middle of the night on my side of the bed. No. And I got out of bed to go to that bathroom and stepped in a horse-sized <gasps> Charlie shit. Barefoot. Yep. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't like it either. <laughs> but not. Ooh. Talk so. about a rude awakening. Yeah. <laughs> a very, a very rude awakening. I was going to try and come up with something witty and I couldn't do it. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, cats throughout history and different cultures. We're going to start back with the Egyptians, who we all know loved cats. Yes. And again, if you don't know that, I'm just very disappointed with you. Through... I am as well, actually. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, if we're talking about the ancient Egyptian gods, there are three famous cat goddesses. Bastet, who is the most famous. She's the Egyptian feline warrior goddess. All these goddesses are d- depicted as half cat, half woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sekhmet was the goddess of war. And also, weirdly, the goddess of healing and medicine, which... Hmm. You know, I guess if you're going to go to war, make sure you can clean up your own mess. You know, heal those people that you wound. Balance. I don't know. You yeah. know, you heal your, your wounded. Your and, wounded. And you need the strength, you know, to do both. Like, both, I think, take a lot of strength and, like, courage and, yeah. Yeah, so we'll go with I that. I can see how that works. Yeah, so we have Bastet, Sekhmet, and then we have last, and the oldest one is Mopdet. She's the goddess of judgment, justice, and execution, which to me actually just embodies a cat. Like the judgment, the justice, if they don't think something is fair, they will fight back in execution of all of those fucking rodents. Or in Yahtzee's case, spiders and flies. He's not very good at fly hunting, but he's better at spider hunting. Jill is very good at fly hunting. Oh my I gosh. believe it. He used to get a bunch of black flies all the time, and she would just hunt them down 
kill them, wouldn't eat them, but would leave their bodies out as like, this is a sign to you and your five people. Oh, see, Yahtzee, once he like kills it, whatever it is, he then bats it around between his paws a bunch until mm. it disappears. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, yeah, mapped out was the goddess of judgment, justice, and execution, and was actually one of Egypt's earliest deities in general. Um, Maftet had the head of a cheetah. Sekhmet had the head of a lion, or was depicted as a lioness. And Bastet was depicted as a half-woman, half-cat, but with, like, a black cat head. I would also like, like to point out... black leopard or, like, a black jaguar? Jaguar, I would assume, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would also like to point out that all of these cat gods to be worshipped were also women. Yeah. So I'm going to make the grand assumption, an educated guess, that this is where the idea that cats are girls and dogs are boys originated from, which is what all 90s cartoons had to believe. <laughs> Except for cat dog, non-binary cat oh. essence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you don't remember like in cartoons, like the cat was always... Yeah, no, feline energy is always very feminine, and canine energy is always very uh, masculine. Even I feel like female dogs is more of like a, it's not exactly like super feminine energy. Not like the cats, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about Homeward Bound. Oh, Sally. I just loved her so much. I know yeah. a lot of people didn't like her, but she was just my fave. Uh, but yeah, yeah a lot a of those, one. a lot of the cartoons, the cats were always women. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm gonna assume that that's where that originated from. That is my educated proposal. No, what's the hypothesis? Theory hypothesis. Thank you. <laughs> we went to school. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I thought you said, "Opa." <laughs> Oh, man. So, in ancient Egypt, though, the little kitty cats themselves uh, were highly revered. They were called Mouse. That was their name. Like, they called them Mouse. Like, like, like Mao or like Mouse? No, like Mao. Like, like Mao? That, that cat is a Mao. Like Which is Mao? like, yes, like us <laughs> calling, like me calling, oh, I have a meow at home. Like, I have a wee little meow. I have a little, little meow. I've got two barky howls. Yeah, it's just one very adorable, but also ridiculously uninventive name. Like, I just... You know, it's to the point, though. I guess. But, like, imagine yeah. calling a dog, like, a woof or a bark. Also, how can we call the bark on trees bark, but not dogs bark? Anyways. Doing a lot of wondering. <laughs> Insight into my weird brain, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> so in ancient Egypt, killing a cat was punishable by death. <laughs> because cats... <laughs> I love how you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm still laughing. Because cats were so revered. Yeah, so if you killed a cat, you would be stoned to death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, if a cat appeared in your dreams, it was a sign of good fortune. Um, like Emily's dream about a cat named Pirates. Oh, yeah. That was a weird one. 
Yes, also, I'm still hanging on to that name for a future cat. That's a great name for a it cat, is. I will say. And then people will think I'm insane when I say I have a cat named Yahtzee and another cat named Pirates. No, people will think you're insane because you're a woman. <laughs> we must understand the root of the problem here, okay? <laughs> I suppose that's true. Um, yeah, so cats were also used, obviously. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, also think, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But also think about how great it would be, you know, if you're like, oh man, I'm going to be late today. Pirates tore up my whole house. <laughs> and somebody's like, what? Oh my god, pirates? You don't even live on nope. the coast. <sighs> <laughs> those flash floods <laughs> oh man yeah you guys have had some crazy weather this this past week so yeah people in ancient egypt you know obviously used cats as pest control right yeah uh pharaohs were also commonly buried with their cats because it was believed that cats brought good luck and a safe journey into the afterlife so mm. according to egyptologist julia trochet who is the assistant professor of history at Missouri State University. She says, the tomb was like one's posthumous house for eternity. In your tombs, you would depict your family, your greatest titles and awards, and the things you enjoyed doing. So to see cats included in these tableaus speaks to their importance both in the daily lives of ancient Egyptians and in the hope that they continued with them into the hereafter. Hmm. Also, fun fact, according to a Greek historian, Herodotus, uh, whenever a household cat died, the entire family would mourn and shave their eyebrows. <laughs> what? Yeah. They shaved their eyebrows. That seems so random. Which... Cats don't have eyebrows. Is that is that why? No, they don't have eyebrows. I don't know. Um, also, did a lot of cats die in the early 2000s, and that's why we had a whole no eyebrow fed? Is that is that what happened? Oh my god, yeah. Eyebrows were getting scarce. In the early two thousands, there you go, Gen Z. You wanna you wanna take our fashion that we had to deal with back then. You wanna take their our bad taste. Then you need to shave your fucking eyebrows. For real, though. I don't wanna see those thick caterpillary motherfuckers on your face anymore. You, you need, need to go a down single to the pencil, yeah, thin a single line. <laughs> just just a just an eyebrow, <laughs> a brief little. I brevity. Little, <laughs> little brevity. Ugh. Um, so the devotion to cats in ancient Egypt really came to a pinnacle in the year 525 BCE. At this time, relations between Persia and Egypt were somewhat fraught. Uh, I read on some sources that apparently the ruler of Persia named Cambyses II uh, got really annoyed at the ruler of Egypt for not sending him a pretty enough wife. What? So he decided to attack Egypt. Yes. God, sounds like a great guy. Uh-huh. I don't know how real that is because apparently the Greeks or somebody who was writing history at the time did not super like Persia. Uh, so they may have made that up. Uh, but in general, it was like a, there was, tensions were high. It was a powder keg type situation. And whatever happened, it came to a head and Cambyses II, you know, came from Persia and was like, fuck it. I'm going to take over Egypt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Cambyses II 
decided, instead of just being, you know, a ruler, general, whatever, and going to war, he wanted to do this full-blown fucking supervillain style, okay? He knew that the Egyptians loved cats. Mm-hmm. And from this fact, a evil plan was born. <laughs> what was his evil plan? He ordered his soldiers to gather up as many cats as he could, like literally thousands of them. They also painted cats on their shields and their armor and literally held wee cats in their arms while they marched into Egypt. They thought since Egyptians loved cats so much and it was illegal to harm them, they wouldn't want to harm the cats, right? Which makes sense. Like, full-blown evil genius plan. Also, though, can you imagine how funny it would be to see an army march up with, like, arms full of kittens and, like, super serious soldiers, like, trying to, like, keep their cool while, like... Was it kittens only, or was it also cats? I mean, cats, I use the term interchangeable, like, puppies and dogs, but anyways. Well, um, I know, but, because I'm just thinking, like, you know, some cats don't like to be held. Well, the cats... So I could also picture them, like, marching. I some know. of them are chilling, <laughs> and some of them are, like, trying to... Yeah, like, get claw the fuck off of me! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's that. They also apparently had cats, like, just roaming along with them in the uh, march, like, leading the way. It's very, like, it's hard for me to believe this is real history, but this is a real fucking thing that happened. Led an army into another country using cats as little cat shields and, you know, hostages, okay? Incredibly... The stupid plan worked. The Egyptians didn't want to fight because they didn't want to harm the cats, so they surrendered and allowed the Persians to conquer Egypt. This was how Egypt was conquered, like for reals. They gave up Egypt for their kitties, and Egypt was annexed into the Persian Empire. What? Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And it was actually this story that kind of led me down the the journey of wondering because I was like oh cats in history and I saw this and I was like what there's no way this is real it's real <laughs> this is a real thing that happened and it's just still a little shocking to me definitely I think one of the most pivotal roles that cats have played 100%. in human history which I love for cats yeah I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah that that's probably true by contributing to yeah a whole country being you know conquered and added to an empire that they didn't want to join yeah. anyways so in ancient times uh you know cats were pretty you know common but not like that common i want to touch on like a couple of things because i think it's funny in ancient greece and rome they did not have the same love of cats that the egyptians did and apparently mm -hmm. weasels were much more common pets to kill rats which just I had no idea. Like weasels. I mean, but like they're very cute. And they're also very they're they're they have a weird mix of like cat and dog personality traits because I feel like they play like cats, but then they're also like, you know, you know when dogs like have that nippy puppy stage yeah. where they're like nipping at everything. They're also kind of like that. So, I mean, and maybe they, they're raw meat eaters too. Yeah, that's cool, I guess, but I don't know. Something about them always just weirds me out. Like, 
Their little really? torso. Yeah, their little torsos are so long. They're like furry Aww. snakes with legs. They're so cute. No, I love like the weasels and the uh, ferrets. I see. For me, guinea pigs freak me out. Oh yeah, guinea like, pigs is another one. I don't. For me, I don't. I don't like the teeth. I don't like the long teeth. Like I'll take a canine or feline style mouth <laughs> over over the, the like giant, beaver teeth. Yeah, beaver teeth. Yuck. Yeah, mm. that can like chew through my soul. Like I'm good. Yeah, I think I think our hamsters growing up kind of yeah, freaked me us. out about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got bit many times. Just nice Ooh. little chomp. Little chomp chomp. Little chop chop here, little chop chop there. So yeah, in, in ancient uh Europe, you know, cats were like cool, but they weren't like as revered as they were in ancient Egypt. Uh the Romans did, however, eventually adopt cats instead of weasels because they were quote unquote more pleasant to have around, which it's another reason why I feel like weasels seem weird. Yeah, they just have a different energy. They have they they definitely have more of like a rodent energy, but they're like mm. a high energy, very alert kind mm. of kind of like when Jill was a puppy and I thought she was deaf, you know. <laughs> she was something fucking else when she was a puppy. She really was. She was <laughs> on one. She was alert. Oh. She was on top of shit. And she did not want to deal with your bullshit. No, she was yeah. Like, I don't care if that's what you're calling me. Uh, there's a lizard over here. Yeah, so, just like me. all over the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then we go to the Middle Ages, right? Um, in the Middle Ages, after Rome, obviously we know that Europe gets real fucking religious and suspicious, right? Just keeps building in the early, you know, I want to say hundreds because it's before the year like 1000 BCE. Or no, CE, sorry. That's what it is now, right? BCE and then CE for, anyways, yeah, common era. Oh, gosh. I, I just, know. I grew up learning BC and AD, okay, guys? Yeah. It's Same. just hard for me to wrap my brain around. Anyways, yeah. So after getting real religious, they get super suspicious and everything uh, changes. Especially around the 1200s and 1300s, cats start to be associated with things like witchcraft and the devil and evil. Which, like, why? I don't really understand why. They're just helpful little hunters. Okay, guys? Um, a Scottish anthropologist named James Fraser wrote... It was the custom to burn a basket, barrel, or sack full of live cats, which was hung from a tall mast what? in the middle of a bonfire, and sometimes a fox was also burned. The people then collected the embers and ashes of the fire and took them home, believing that they brought luck. Which, what? how fucking disturbing is that? Yeah. That's very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So there was a little mention that, like, in ancient Greece, the goddess Artemis, who the Roman equivalent is the goddess Diana, in one story she, like, turned into a cat, and she was later on in the mythology known as the goddess of, like, witchcraft and magic. So maybe that's where that came from. But, like, that's a long delay. We're talking, like, (laughs) a real big fucking delay from, like, Rome to, like, the 1300s and then them suddenly being like, oh, by the way, cats are evil. Let's burn them at the stake, literally. Yeah, but, like, people weren't very smart back then. Like, they were kind of smart, but, like, they weren't very smart. 
you know, they were still figuring shit out and, like, were very superstitious about weird things for no reason, you know? It's like, it makes yeah. me think of um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're like, if she floats, she's a witch. Okay, so, yeah, in medieval times, they were definitely, like, weird. And I, during quarantine, I was binging The Last Kingdom, which I thought was going to be, like, a knockoff of Vikings, but it actually has a lot more to do with, like, old English history. And it really definitely depicts the, like, and this was in the, like, 800s is when it takes place, but it really depicts the, like, complete mistrust of anything that wasn't religious like if it wasn't religious it was for sure from the devil <laughs> and and uh it's this constant battle that they have because the main character is uh you know a pagan and so even though he's done all of these things to like prove himself they're still like well he's a pagan i can't trust him kind of thing yeah um which i know it's a tv show See, that's what i'm saying but it's a it's like, yeah it... go ahead Sorry, I like, like we both are like, um, but no, I feel like that's just how things were back then, you know, and they, I mean, because you really didn't, you have, I feel like that's why religion was able to play such a big part in an influence in, like, society and cultures, because, like, you know, yeah. what else are you doing, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, what else do you really have to, like, hold on to, you know? Yeah. For us, nowadays, it's cat videos. Obviously. <laughs> They saved the world. <laughs> um, specifically, Pope Gregory the Ninth literally crusaded against pagan religions in medieval Europe and cats. Like, he literally crusaded against. I mean, pagan religions, yes, but I feel like that's obvious, but he also led a crusade against cats. And his campaign against cats was so effective that this, this purge of cats lasted for centuries, and by 1700, they had almost disappeared in certain areas oh my god yes also fun fact because so many cats were killed in an effort to ward off evil this allowed the population of rats to flourish in europe and uh. guess <laughs> what they carried around europe during this time i'm gonna go ahead and say the black plague a ding 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 yep so by leading a crusade against cats he literally probably helped uh, aid the spread of the black death and you know cost the lives of millions of people yay leave cats alone guys Anyways. how about just like leave nature and the world alone because there is always a consequence to our actions it's like humans want to play god all the fucking time it's like the fucking oh I want to have these crops, and I want to eat them and sell them for my family, for me, 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 me. So I'm going to put a bunch of fucking poison on them, and yeah. I'll, by the way, kill a bunch of fucking birds and mammals Bald and eagle. rodents yep. and just, like, wipe out an entire species. Cause birth almost. defects. Yeah. Let's not even talk about yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, all the things. It's like, I swear to God, even um, they were saying up here that they had sprayed for, like, uh, black flies and sprayed for the flies, which it's just so funny to me because I never remember as a kid being up here, there being a, such a thing with bugs. And now up here, it's like bugs are insanely out of control. Ticks are out of control. It's like you cannot walk mm. three feet, you know? And even mom and dad used to say that to me too, of like, they had never had a problem with that stuff growing up. But like, 
constant spraying of like pesticides to get rid of like what a mos- mosquitoes you know what i mean and like yeah. and then these other bugs come into into play it's like you can't you can't have it I, I don't know it's like you literally can't have it your way you kind of just have to like deal with the world and how it is because you're gonna fuck up the ecosystem no matter what you do yes Exactly. You're definitely going to fuck up the ecosystem no matter what you do. Or, I mean, like, if you're trying to mess with the balance of things, you're definitely going to mess everything up. Um, yeah. So, you know, killing cats probably caused the plague. You're welcome, world. Uh, (laughs) hot take from Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, so now we're done with, uh, Europe for the most part. There's some other stuff that goes on, but, like, I want to switch to Japan because Japan has a very interesting relationship with cats. Um, in a- in more ancient history, like, nobody's really sure how cats got to Japan. They think probably, uh, from China by way of trade. But also, cats were first traded in Japan as priceless, valuable items. So, like, they were used almost as currency. Except for cats are living creatures and can fucking breed. So they kept procreating and therefore lost their value on the island. Wow. Which I thought was funny. Um, But one thing I'm going to talk about, which I thought was super interesting, is it's specific to Japan. It's called supernatural cats. Have you heard of supernatural cats? I did not hear of supernatural cats before doing this. No. I mean, I've heard of... Are you talking about, like, you know... I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, honestly, because the only thing I'm thinking of is, like, the cat fairies of, like, Scotland and Ireland, that that was, like, one of the fairies that they believed in, um, was that there was, like, a cat fairy. I did read a little something about that, but it wasn't a lot, I so I didn't it was mention it. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of a, a brief mentioning on a website, but, um, no, so in Japan, supernatural cats are called kaibyo. Okay. which means strange cat. In the 1600s, Japan saw an explosion of new art and culture, and this included exciting tales rife with magic and monsters and, you know, obviously supernatural cats, because no story is complete without that. Um, there are three different types of supernatural cats. One is called a bakaneko, which means changed cat. So this... The story's a little creepy. Like, I really like, because it's either, like, creepy or, like, oh, with Japan and cats. It's very interesting. There's, like, a, I don't feel like there's a middle ground. <laughs> so they're, like, ooh, weird creepy cat creature. Or, like, oh, my God, so cute. Hello, kitty. And, mm. you know, other cat things. Anyways. So this first one's called Bakaneko, which means changed cat. And it's, like, a shape-shifting creature. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It could change from a cat to human form. And according to legend, cats who lived super long, maybe even unnaturally long lives, eventually evolved into a bacaneco. Then they killed their owners and took their human shapes and took their place in their lives. What? Yes. So there's this one famous bacaneco story about a guy named Takasu Genbei. And apparently... So his cat went missing for several years. But when his cat went missing, his mother's personality completely changed. She would only take meals alone. She would avoid the company of friends and family. Although, guys, maybe she was just introverted. But her friends and family 
became concerned. They're like, you know, this is not how she would normally act. You know, let's make sure that she's okay. So they go and peek in on her to see, and they see a cat monster in the mother's clothes chewing on animal carcasses. Now, this cat monster was in his mother's clothes. Despite that, Takasu slew the monster that he found. Even though, you know, it could have been, it was wearing his mom's clothes, maybe it was his mom, maybe it wasn't, like, who knows? is this, like, a cat version of, like, the Balrog, you know what I mean? Like, is it really a monster, or is it a cat that they are calling a monster? And she's, like, taking a bath somewhere, and this cat is, like, having a snack in her clothes that were on the floor. So it's a cat that is also a monster. Like, it was initially a cat, it, like, evolved into a monster. The next day... The body of the monster cat that had initially looked more like his mother had changed back into the tiny body of his missing cat. So he knew that this monster cat was obviously not his mom. So he searched his mother's room and found her skeleton under the floorboards with all the flesh, quote-unquote, gnawed off. Yuck. So, yeah, the theory in that story is that his pet cat turned into a bacaneco. Killed his mother, ate her, hid her under the floorboards, and took over her life. That's so weird. That's some, like, QAnon shit. Isn't that a really, like, creepy kind of story? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of, like, how you could explain it, like, forensically. And it's just weird. That's a weird... Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. It makes me think of, like, the shapeshifters from, uh... Mm-hmm. From French. Fringe. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so another type of supernatural cat is the Nekomato, Nekomata, sorry, which is what they called the giant cat in the 12th century that killed a bunch of people. And this cat is more associated with death. It is said to have powers of necromancy, mm. raising the dead, ah. and can control them with ritualistic dances, gesturing mm-hmm. with paw and tail, which I do kind of <laughs> want to see that, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, and I'm gonna use that later. That's gonna be with that's paw gonna, and tail. I am gesturing with paw and tail. <laughs> I just uh, yeah. Um, some people say that these Nekomata are also demons, and they assume human appearances or assume human form. That's what I mean. Like shapeshifters as well. Yeah. And if they do that, they usually appear as, you guessed it, older women behaving badly in public. Jesus fucking Christ. This is just a way <laughs> to fucking kill women and get away with it. That's literally all it is. That's all it ever is. That's all it ever is, God. Yeah. Older women behaving badly in public and then therefore bringing wow. gloom and malevolence wherever they travel. Yes. Gloom Let's please just equate older woman having trying to have fun later in life with evil possessed cats. I love it. And by love it, I mean I hate it. Well, um, you know, as I like to say, uh, women aren't people. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. shape-shifting cat monsters. Alright? Obviously. Better okay? watch out. News is out. Sorry, guys. Hashtag venom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, this last type, we swing from supernatural creepy cats mm-hmm. 
to Supernatural Aw Cat <laughs> with the <laughs> Maneki Neko or the Lucky Cat oh, in English. The lucky yes. Cat. Yes, that lucky cat with the little the little cute waving yeah. guy. The guy that's like, hey everybody, we love you. <laughs> so this cat is originally from either Tokyo or Kyoto. Those are the two main places people think it's from, but there's no confirmed one or the other. Okay. The earliest records of the Maneki Neko are from 1852. And there is this wonderful tale of the tale of Godokuji Temple, where a sweet little kitten saved the day. And by kitten, I mean cat. Guys, when I say kitten, it doesn't necessarily mean kitten. It just means, you know, small feline. It's a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Anyways. So, there was a samurai lord. He was out hunting, but got caught in a bad thunderstorm. So he took refuge under, like, a big tree. While he was there, waiting for the rain to let up, he noticed this sweet little kitty waving his paw. And the, the little cat seemed to be beckoning him to come into the temple. So, as you do, the samurai lord went over to check out the cat. And just when he went over there, the tree he had been under was struck by lightning. And, like, as we know from Emily's tale of lightning, probably literally exploded. <laughs> so. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, so since the cat, the guy was very grateful, and since the cat saved his life, uh, he gave his patronage to the temple uh, for the rest of his life, which... And, by the way, this temple is still around today and sells many lucky cat statues. Mm. So, that's a sweet little heartwarming tale of the lucky waving cat beckoning you away from danger. Um, there was another tale of a poor old shopkeeper, maybe innkeeper, who took in a stray cat even though they could barely feed themselves. And in gratitude, the wee little cat sat in, the in front of the establishment and used his cute little waving paw to beckon in new customers and bring the owner prosperity. Um, nowadays, these statues are sold worldwide as the Maneki Neko and are obviously signs of good luck and thought to bring, you know, whoever has it, prosperity into their life. Um, but yeah, I just thought the, the little, the sweet little lucky cat. I think you mean sweet um, little lucky kitten. I do mean that. You are so correct. <laughs> could not be I don't more even correct know what right i was now. thinking you are so <laughs> right um and also just a little tidbit on cat breeds uh domesticated cats dna did not really differentiate from wild cat dna for a long ass fucking time like a long ass time so not sure it what wasn't ass actually fucking has to do with that but okay Ew, Emily. you said it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways. <laughs> it wasn't until the 18th century after Europe got over its whole cats are evil phase. Uh, and close to 10,000 years after domestication, quote unquote, that cat markings were common enough to differentiate house cats from wild cats. So, to sum up in a more simple way, uh, house cats and wild cats all looked the same until literally the fucking 18th century that's the 1700s which is nuts wow which means that they domesticated themselves without changing very much genetically or physically 
just by having the behavioral traits of not being solitary and, you know, tolerating humans and other cats and animals. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting. Because, like, dogs have changed a lot um, over the course of history. Mm -hmm. But cats' changes were relatively recent. Yeah. And so when we talk about cat breeds, we... Like, cats didn't actually get fancier breeds, and, like, people didn't start selecting cats to breed for specific traits until the 19th century, which is the 1800s. So this is all relatively new. Wow. Which I wanted to mention because it makes me feel better about not really knowing Yahtzee's cat breed or that cat breeds were a thing until I got Yahtzee. I was going to say, I didn't know that cat breeds were a thing for the longest time. Yeah, and, like, you know, there's a lot more breeds than, like, Persian, Tabby, uh, Siamese, you know, those are basic ones. But, like, what's a black cat? Is there a specific breed for a black cat? No, they just call them a domestic short hair. But anyways, that's a whole other thing. Also, brown cats are really rare. Like, just chocolate brown? Just yes, chocolate brown are. cats, yeah. Mm -hmm, they are. Um, so yeah, this, cause I remember when I first got Yahtzee, people would be like, oh my god, what kind of cat is he? And I'm like, I don't know, he's fluffy, guys. <laughs> like, he's just he's fluffy. fluffy guy. He has a pink nose and green eyes. You should say he's a pink-nosed fluffamow. So, it's actually funny because I call him Muffin a lot, mm -hmm. cause you know, that's his, his nickname. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, I found out after I started calling him Muffin. Um, he is an American ragamuffin, which is ah. a real cat breed. Yeah. I like that name for a cat. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, my nice deep dive into cats, cats and cats, cats, their cats, domestication cats, cats, cats. and their roles across society and culture. Also, it is, fun fact, my retirement dream to either, to own... Well, okay, I have two retirement dreams, let's be real. I want to open Sarah's, you know, mansion for spinsters and small ones. Right, right, right. Uh, obviously. The sanctuary, the sanctum sanctorum. Yes, exactly. And then I also want to have a cat cafe. Oh, where I can that just, sounds like, so gross. <sighs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You wouldn't actually serve food. It's just coffee and tea, so okay? You're and you don't cats? Let, and you don't ew. <laughs> and you don't let the cats. I in meant the you're serving the cats coffee and tea. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but <laughs> A literal house full of cats. So if I had like a cat cafe, they yeah. can like have a home and have people play with them all day. And then you know, I like the idea of cat cafes because I know they exist and people yeah, go there and that's the thing. But like to me, I can only smell the cat smell in my brain. That's the only thing my brain allows me to do. And then I'm just like, <sighs> I'm also allergic to cats. So I think deep down in my but you're not brains. allergic to Yahtzee, really. 
No, 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 I'm not. No, it's the short haired ones, but it's like, but it's bad. Like, because I went over to a friend's house recently and they had a very cute little, little dwarf cat with the small legs. Very cute. Very cute dwarf now. Oh my goodness. So adorable. And she was so sweet and I wanted to pet her. So I did. And then my hand, my face, my arm, like literally everything just blew the fuck up. And I was like, I was in their apartment for probably less than 10 minutes and i was like i no. have to leave like i will explode okay, but that's a real thing because like i thought that maybe i had grown out of my cat allergies since i've had yahtzee and he doesn't bother my allergies unless i literally like pet him and then stick my finger in my eye yeah um but i was fostering kittens mm-hmm. uh, hashtag pandemic and um i was not having any problems i had these two siamese kittens and they were good but then i had this other cat and it was a short-haired orange tabby and I was super allergic to him. No. Like any time, I know it was so sad. His name was oh man, My- Milo. Um, and uh, yeah, he was so sweet and he was so cute. But yeah, I was way allergic to him, which I just thought was crazy because Yahtzee is so fluffy. But something in his uh, like gene heritage, I think, means that he's less allergenic. Also. That applies to, I think, Persian cats and Siamese cats. And especially if you have a female white cat, then they're very low allergy inducing. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Curious. Um, so, yeah, I am also allergic to some cats. <laughs> yeah. Just... Not all cats. Yeah, I will say that being around Yahtzee, I kind of let my cat guard down and um, didn't think I was allergic to cats anymore, but I definitely fucking am. Yeah. So, I mean, even mom was okay in the house with Yahtzee. Yeah, no, Yahtzee's just a cool, cool cat. He's cool he's, cat. He's just a cool cat. <laughs> just a cool cat. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed my crazy rant about cats. Because cats are the best. Also, that was very loud. Yeah, it was. It shut my fucking monitor off. I swear, these people out here are driving loud on purpose. <laughs> They're like, Emily's recording. We have to Sarah's be super talking loud. about cats. <laughs> we gotta erase that from society. <laughs> I will. I will join up with you in the cat army to fight against injustice. Like, isn't that just... I just want to... I'm not going to lie. I want to, like, paint it. I want to do a painting. You should. <laughs> Fucking cat army. I would buy your cat army you. art. Cat oh army art. Can that be the name of it, please? Cat army art. <laughs> cat army art. Cat army art. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I wish my sneezes uh. sounded like that. Cat army art. Cat army art. God, that sounds like a word we should add to our made-up language. Mm, yes. That we both have forgotten. <laughs> you know what? I don't know that we actually had the language. I think we just said gibberish and then translated it into English as yeah, we were pretending. Exactly. That's how all languages are created. <laughs> just let it flow from you. Guitar me art. <laughs> That's what katarmi art means. Let it flow katarmi through art. you. Katarmi art. Gosh, I just love it so much. Yep.
Did you know that the market for selling your personal information is huge? The California DMV makes $50 million a year off of selling your personal information, while the Florida DMV made a whopping $77 million in 2017 alone. And it doesn't stop there. Anytime you get a new car loan, house, or your credit is run, these companies sell your information, and it's all in the pesky fine print. So what can we do about that? This is where our friends at Privacy Pros come in. Privacy Pros is a for-profit, privately-owned privacy advocacy company. They focus on the removal of personally identifiable information, such as your name, date of birth, age, address, prior addresses, phone numbers, emails, the list goes on and on. Basically, they go through the internet like awesome detectives and remove your personal information from the places it has been sold to. Everyone in the staff signs an NDA to make sure that your personal information doesn't go any farther and that your information actually stays private, unlike competitors who will go right back around and sell your information back once the contract is up. All great stuff, but it gets even better. Privacy Pros is committed to helping people out, from helping people keep information private who work at nonprofits and advocacy groups, aiding divorcees and foiling stalkers, as well as helping trans folks bury their dead names. Privacy Pros is also a women-owned, military-spouse-driven business. With Privacy Pros, you get five reports over a year, the first one within two weeks of signing up, and the other spaced out in order to keep monitoring for repopulating personal identifiable information. Visit Privacy Pros today to take back your privacy at privacypros.com. What did you wonder about this week? So this week, I will be talking about the curious case of Mary Toft. Hmm. Do you know this I story? I've never heard of this. You've never no. heard of this? Oh, good. No. All right. We're going to dive right in. So Mary Toft was an English woman from goddamning Surrey. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure it's probably pronounced God Dalming because there's an L in there. It's like G O D A L M I N G. Yeah, but it's like I read that and I was like, God damn in Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, she was born in 1701 to John and Jane Denyer. And by the time she was 19, she was married to Joshua Toft, who was a skilled clothier. Her and Joshua had had three children by the time she was 25, named Mary, Anne, yeah. and James. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Sarah does not approve. <laughs> she has no sex. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> sounds like a rough life is all, okay? Before the age of 25? Woo, Yikes, yeah. Way to completely drain you of Honestly, your I was Continue. like, you know, in, in the 1700s, early 1700s, like, that's what they were doing back then. She's lucky that she was, like, 19 when she was married and not, like, 12, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. Ugh, gross. Yay. Yep. yep. Now, despite Joshua being quite skilled at his trade as an 18th century English peasant, Mary still had to continue working the fields whenever she fell pregnant. Hashtag gotta get that paper. <laughs> also, I love how they say fell pregnant. Yeah, like, like it just accidentally happened. Like she tripped. Yeah. And, whoops. <laughs> whoops. 
Oh, there's another one coming. Let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. I like how you say they when I wrote that sentence. <laughs> but no, they do say that. That is a common. No, but I was going to say that's a that's a term that they use. Yeah, and by they I mean, you know, everyone, I guess. Anyways, yeah. well, in 1726, when she became pregnant a fourth time, she. <laughs> As you might have guessed, still had to be out there working in those goddamn fields. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and early on into her pregnancy, Mary began to complain of incredibly painful contractions. And in early August of 1726, she um, <clears throat> birthed several pieces of flesh. One. So she had a miscarriage? Quote, as big as my arm. Yes, but it Ooh. was fleshy, apparently. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Trigger warning. Yes, yes. <laughs> too late. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit too late. This one, it, this one gets fleshy. Trigger warning for everyone who likes life and being <laughs> solid and not visceral. And um, doesn't like the word flesh. Yes. Uh, yeah. So get buckle, buckle yourself right on up, my dearies. It's about to get goddamn fleshy up in here. <laughs> Ooh, love it continue so thankfully wikipedia provided us with a delightful explanation and a window into what can happen to you if you get pregnant all right as we know sarah has no <laughs> sex <laughs> true horror story right there anyways continue truly and that said this may have been the result of an abnormality of the developing placenta, which would have caused the embryo to stop developing and blood cells and clots and flesh to be ejected. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can just, like, hear the Texas lawmakers now being like, That flesh has a pulse! <laughs> Those blood clots have fingernails! <laughs> She's a witch! For forcing it from her body. Anyways. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, um, right? Yeah, I just, it's, whatever. So, yeah, so that happens. Very unfortunate. Um, but also, she popped out three already. You know, I feel like Mary deserves a break. Um, uh, yeah, very fair. Yeah. On September 27th of 1726, this all happens in a short period of time as well. <clears throat> um, but on September 27th, Mary went into labor. Um, and her... Wait, I thought she already had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. It gets interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, her neighbor was called to either help or watch as, um, <laughs> as Mary produced several animal parts. I'm sorry, what? Welcome to the story of Mary Toft, everybody. It's Wack Attack. Also, welcome to spooky season. Oh yeah, welcome <laughs> We're to spooky starting season. Starting it off right with kit with cats and kittens and mouse and uh, and now and this bitch producing. Ooh, God. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the Antichrist, the devil, the like pizza. I know children pieces, of the devil. I was that's like, what I was pizzas of the devil incarnate. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a pizza with like a pentacle and pepperoni. Anyways, <laughs> that's not what I saw in my brain, but I'm not gonna describe what flashed I don't before be my there. eyes. Yeah, or no behind my eyes? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, 
this Ooh. this um, quote unquote neighbor then took these animal parts that came from her loins, <clears throat> wrapped them up as if they were from the goddamn deli, and brought them to Mary's mother and mother in law. Um, <laughs> which it's Why? like I feel like I kind of wish that it wasn't the neighbor that did that. I kind of wish Mary wrapped them up and brought them to her and was like, "I made this." <laughs> I made this for you. <laughs> oh this. God! There you go. Ugh. And September twenty seventh, so you know that's that's a spook that's a spooky time of the year, and this bee yep. is popping out, uh, bits and bits. bobs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just bits, no bobs, bits, yeah, um, yeah. We probably should put a trigger warning at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure, we need to put a trigger warning. I am desensitized by the ways of the world. Um, <laughs> so. Mary's mother-in-law, Anne Toft, also happened to be a midwife, allegedly. Uh, with all of her midwifery expertise, she decided to wrap those sons of bitches back up and send them on to John Howard, who was a Guildford-based man midwife uh, with over 30 years of experience in the craft, which just sounds witchy to me. Um, yes. And also, I love how they had to distinguish that it was a man midwife named John Howard. Like, he couldn't just be a midwife. He's a man midwife. No, he's a man midwife. There's man difference. hyphen midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes him sound like a, like a midman wife. Yeah. <laughs> like an <Sorry>. X-man. <laughs> um... So, at first, you know, Howard was like, this cannot be! But he went to go and check her out, and, um, you know, because this shit's pretty troubling, to say the least. So he had to go and see mm -hmm. it for himself. And Toft showed him more fleshy bits and bobs the, from the previous night's exertions. Upon examining Mary, he found nothing. Alright. But then... Wait, what do you mean found nothing? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he you know, poked around in there, and that was that, and she was fine. It was she like, nah, like, you're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed okay at the time. Um, but then Mary supposedly went into labor again, and this <gasps> time she, yep, gave birth to uh, more animal parts. Okay, what does animal parts mean? This oh, is concerning. I'm so glad you asked, because <sighs> I'm about to tell you. Um, so... John Howard returned, obviously, upon hearing that more parts were coming out of Miss Toft, and over the next few days, he delivered three legs of a cat of a tabby color. You can't see my face, but it is highly disturbed. That's why Continue. I paused. I felt like you needed to express that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which I like how that was, like, the color of the cat was included, because, like, you know that shit would have gone off if that cat was black. Um. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tabby, so it's less creepy? Like, what? Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. So, yes. Three legs of a cat of a tabby color. Three legs. Oh, God. Okay. Three Anyways. legs. Yeah. Um. She also birthed one leg of a rabbit. And a cat's intestines, which contained three pieces of the backbone of an eel. What? Yes. So, she... Yes. 
it's uh, it's like a, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it kind of breaks my brain. Also, mm -hmm. is this what we have to do now? Is this the direction that we're gonna have to go now that they're trying to make abortion illegal? You know what I mean? You're just gonna start like summoning the ancient witch covens uh, and and like birthing Ugh. out horrific things to be like, don't you see? <laughs> oh God, that is just crazy. Oh man. Uh, anyways. And also, red flag number one, how did the cat that she just birthed into, well, the cat's intestines that she just birthed into existence, supposedly, have the bones of a fucking eel inside of it if it just came from her? Yeah. No, that doesn't make any sense. No. And when I realized that, I was like, whew, glad I am at this... least smarter than an 18th century man midwife. And also, this lady is a fucking psycho. Yeah, clearly she's doing something. Um, but of course, <laughs> you know, as we talked about earlier, it's like people just kind of believed shit back then, you know? Um, but yeah, I was getting <sighs> kind of worried like 17 episodes into this podcast. So I was like kind of starting to think that the Florida public school system had really let me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it, it has indeed. Anyways. It has indeed. Oh, and there's the Florida mention for you guys. But um, yes, they did teach us that maybe we are a little smarter than a few people that lived almost 300 years ago. Maybe, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a low bar, but we still surpassed it. <laughs> it's very low. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now this next bit is... Uh, is <clears throat> is gotcha yeah um so mary said that the cat's feet must have formed in her imagination from a cat that she was fond of that slept in her bed at night what the fuck also what happened to that cat did she kill it and then fucking ugh, i don't even want to like verbalize what she must have done yeah no <laughs> Yeah, so it's like Why I didn't want to give cats so dirty. We were just talking about how <laughs> nice cats were, and now we're going to like. Okay, okay. Oh. Well, you know, a few days later, like after that very disturbing birth sequence that I just described to you, and I'm so sorry, um, Mary fell ill again and subsequently delivered more pieces of rabbit over the course of a few days. And this is where Mary Toft really gains her fame. Um, she was known, widely known throughout England. And like I, like I said, this really took place over the course of like a few months. Um, so she went viral like in the 18th century for being able, for birthing rabbits. And the cat, the cat limbs is just kind of like, I guess she just used whatever was around. Oh, Which is so like upsetting. It. Like to be like, it came from a, by the imagination of, you know, this cat that I liked once, but then I killed it and broke it into pieces and decided to stick it inside of me. Like, because uh, we all know right because of science and thank happened. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we all know that that's not possible. All right. So obviously, I'm just going to like Wait, let it. Not? Oh, fucking Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this was like September, right? Uh, and the end of September going into October when this was happening. Okay. By the first week of November, the story of Mary Toft and her Lilithian womb had swept the oh. nation. And <laughs> so sorry. 
I was really reaction. proud of that, actually. I was yeah. like, I was co- trying to come up with different names for it. <laughs> and that yeah, was my that first was, one. That was, that was a good one. Right. A little too good. Yeah. Really. Um, but yeah, news of that had swept the nation and caught the interest of the British royal court. So now on November 4th, a man named Henry Devenant, who was a member of the court of King George I, was sent to go see Mary Toft for himself. Um, and now at this point, she was in between deliveries, so he examined the, um, <clears throat> the samples that Howard had collected from Mary's rabbit hole and oh, returned to London the believer. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? He returned to London a believer, thinking that, that she truly did have a mystical rabbit hole betwixt her chicks. Betwixt. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for oh. clarification, the, they, they were not coming out of her chicks. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but apparently that was enough evidence for him. And now... This whole production of sorts had gained so much attention um, that Howard decided to move to Mary Toff to Guildford to, like, observe her. And he also, like, publicly offered to deliver rabbits in the presence of anyone who doubted their story. I'm sorry, what? Yes. Losing credibility as a man midwife, my dude, like... Losing it by the second. And that is, Ugh. like, where all of the red flags are now being flown completely out in the open. But it was the 18th century, so apparently this is what people were into. And they fucking mm. ate it up. And it's just crazy. Ew. No, like, not literally. Oh, my God. No, I know. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Emily. Oh. I'm so I sorry. I know that's not what you meant. I just was still grossed out. Now I'm more grossed out. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they ate it up but didn't eat it up, thank fucking God. They just did so many weird things back then, but I can also, like, hear the future alien humanoids now, you know, like, well, you know, not now, but, like, they found all of our shit, right? And they're going through yeah. our shit, and they're like, it seems they would eat poison soap pods and lick the seats <laughs> of their bowel excretion thrones to gain disciples. Ew. So true. We're just as weird, just in different ways, you know. Or do weird dances, or you remember planking? Fucking planking! Oh wow, Mm. that was that was a trend. Uh huh. It was a trend. Wow. All kinds of things. But um, anyway, so John Howard was so proud of himself and his entrepreneurial midwifery endeavors that he wrote a letter to Henry Devenant about it all. And in the letter, John Howard says. Sir, since I wrote to you, I have taken or delivered the poor woman of three more rabbits, all three half-grown, one of them a done rabbit. The last leapt 23 hours in the uterus before it died. As soon as the 11th Ah. rabbit was taken away, up leapt the 12th rabbit, which is now leaping. If you have any curious person that is pleased to come, post... Please to come post, may see another leap in her uterus, and shall take it from her if he pleases. Gross. Ew. Which will be a great satisfaction to the curious. <laughs> if she had been with child, she has but ten days more to go, so I do not know how many rabbits may be behind. 
I have brought the woman to Guildford for better convenience. I am, sir, your humble servant, John Howard. Oh my god, that is so fucked up. Real thing that happened, alright? And now by the middle of November, the royal family is like so caught up in the thought of Mary's leaping rabbit hole that Ugh. they sent <laughs> Nathaniel St. Andre, who is a Swiss surgeon to the royal household, and Samuel Molyneux, uh, secretary to the Prince of Wales, to investigate Mary's crevice. Ugh. <laughs> I love how you just, like, keep using words to gross me out, because I know that's what you're doing. I am it was fully funny. Aware. I had yes. so much fun. <laughs> I can tell. Um, yeah. Which, um, by the way, St. Andre, the Swiss surgeon to the royal household, like, the surgeon to the royal household, the expert at the time, the dude who was helping them, right? Uh, yeah. ended up publishing the contents of Howard's letter to Devonant in his pamphlet, A Short Narrative of an Extraordinary Delivery of Rabbits. So now we have a royal surgeon publishing this to the medical and royal community at the time, as well as the rest of the country, as like, oh my God. this is things you should know, this is medical science. Wow. Um... And, like, can you imagine, like, the Queen's surgeon or, like, medical team or whatever she's got going on saying some shit like that now? Like, that's some that's, QAnon conspiracy yeah. theory bullshit. Like, and I love that's how, like, we just, just keep nuts. bringing it back to that. But it's just, like... I mean, but it's true. It's insane to me the things that really happen. And I saw this, like, on a post on Instagram and was like, the fuck, though? This bitch birthing rabbits? What? And then the more I read, I'm just like, this is the this is actually the worst thing that I've ever read. And it's such... And it's so real. The king was involved. The king of England was, like... Up in the... Uh, I can't even. I can't no. even. So apparently, when uh, St. Andre and Molyneux uh, arrived, you know, um, Mary's sleeping crevice did not disappoint. <laughs> within, <laughs> within hours of arriving, they witnessed John Howard deliver a rabbit's torso from Mary's burrow. St. Andre examined Mary and came to the conclusion that the rabbits were bred in her fallopian tubes. Just more proof that men have and will always be the leading expert on women's bodies. Oh my god, it's so depressing. Yep. Uh, Later that same day, Mary delivered another rabbit torso, and by nighttime, Mary was displaying violent contractions. The... quote unquote doctors pushed up their sleeves and once again examined Mary's rabbit hole. Uh, St. Andre delivered some rabbit skin followed by a rabbit's Ew! head a few minutes later. <laughs> so yucky. I know. I know it is. I'm so sorry. But no, your you're little not. voice is just making me laugh. Oh. Um, both men examined the pieces of flesh and noticed that some of them resembled body parts of a cat. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Fascinated by his surgeon's findings, as you would be, the king sent another surgeon to further investigate Mary's furry portal. <laughs> 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 
you know so annoying? It's like, I know that you're waiting for a reaction. I'm trying not to, but, like, I can't. I can't not. Like, I have to make the noise. <laughs> and that surgeon was... Syriacus Allers, we're going to call All right. Yeah. Syriacus arrived in Guildford just five days after St. Andre and Molyneux and realized something was not right. He found that Mary was not exhibiting any signs of pregnancy. And saw no that shit. Mary, se- yeah, exactly. And saw that Mary seemed to press her knees and thighs together when she walked, as if she was trying to prevent something from quote dropping down. Ew! <laughs> oh, God. I did. I don't know what I expected when I picked this topic and had so much fun putting this together, but like I didn't expect the constant screaming. But also, I don't blame you at all. Like that's a very. Um, natural reaction and i feel weird that i had so much fun writing this i'm like this is so fucked up (laughs) oh my god that's like the most gross thing i can't even i literally can't even like you have a miscarriage and you and you start and you start sticking sticking stuff up there like how are you not dead how that, did you not get another, sepsis yeah. or like a crazy infection? Yeah. And these, is how, and these are that's days another... apart, too. And that's what I was wondering, too. I'm like, how did she not get some infection and die? I don't know. She's probably a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It's the Ugh. only explanation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Syriacus uh, pretty much immediately suspected that this was all just an elaborate hoax. Um, and he also thought that John Howard's behavior was just as suspicious as Mary's because Howard, the man, the midwife, the man midwife, would not the let... The midman wife. The midman wife. <laughs> um, he would not let anyone else help him to deliver the rabbits. So he was utterly convinced that this was all a hoax. So he was smart and he lied and he told Howard and Mary and Anne Toft and everyone else that was involved that he fully believed their story. And then he made excuses, you know, that he needed to swiftly return back to London the next day. He took some specimens of the rabbits uh, and uh, extraneous Mm. pieces with him. Um, Upon closer study, he also found evidence of them having been cut with a man-made instrument and noted that he had found pieces of straw and um, grain in the droppings oh, of the intestine of the, of the rabbits. Because she did actually give birth to, lo- like, not live rabbits, but, like, small rabbits, as well as, uh, uh, as bits. dismembered yeah. dismembered uh, animals. Um, which, kudos to Syriacus Allers, because he was, like, the actual uh, scientist in this scenario to, like, actually be like, um... No. And here's Maybe logical not. reasons yeah. why not. Um, so on N- November 21st, Allers reported his findings to the king and to several persons of note and distinction. Um, and he, you know, he, <clears throat> sorry. But the suspicions that Allers had began to worry both St. Andre and Howard. And the king as well um because now they're all deep into this and 
people are talking about it and it's such mm-hmm. a big wide issue so the king actually ordered them to all go back to guildford um because i guess uh, andre had come back too and upon their arrival they met howard again um who told saint andre that toft had given birth to two more rabbits since they had left so she is literally just popping uh. this shit out um, she delivered several portions of what was presumed to be a placenta, but then uh, she became quite ill and was suffering from a constant pain in the right side of her um, abdomen. Andre, St. Andre, he um, is the surgeon to the king, you know? Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's so heavily involved, he can't let this come out as a hoax. So he decided to collect, like, affidavits from other witnesses saying that she, um, that they didn't doubt uh, her oh story. My God. He gave an anatomical demonstration before the king, which I'm like, how are you going to do that? Which makes yeah. me feel like he's, he, he turns a corner and is on their side of like Mary, John and um, uh, and Toft you know because they all seem to be in cahoots with this together and we haven't quite like figured out how or why but now St. Andre is in so deep that he's like I've got like, to yeah. I've got to really back this and that way no one will question me and I can discount Allers <clears throat> or Syriacus I can discount him and just we can make him go away, basically. So Yay, taking the high road. Yeah, yeah. And so he's putting all of this in, in information into his pamphlet. Hasn't been published yet, the one that has John Howard's letter, but he's, like, collecting all of this to, like, throw out to the medical community of, like, mm-hmm. you should listen to me. And, I mean, also for to anyone who can read. Um, <coughs> so St. Andre was ordered by the king to travel back to... Um, Guildford and to bring Mary Toft to London so that way they could carry out further investigation. This time he was accompanied by Richard Manningham, a well-known obstetrician who was knighted in 1721. Um, He brought a literal knight with him. He brought a literal knight, an OBGY knight. Um, and, you know, they exam- he, uh, Richard Manningham examined Toft and found the right side of her abdomen to be slightly enlarged, and he also delivered what he thought was a hog's bladder. Ew! Yeah, it doesn't get any better. I'm so sorry. Um, oh. Although, you know, of course, <laughs> John Howard and St. Andre disagreed with this identification because... Um, they're like no this is part of something else and it's rabbit or it's something else but i don't even know what they they doesn't have written here like what they thought that it was but manningham was suspicious because he like he's like no this looks like a bladder and it smells like piss so why were they and you don't you don't know why they were denying that well, because why would a hog, their whole, their whole story that they put out is that she's giving birth to rabbits mm. and that rabbits are springing forth from so then, yeah, her rabbit why hole. Why would it be, a, okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so Toft was studied by a number of physicians and surgeons when she was in London. Um, she was under strict control of St. Andre because obviously he wants to control the narrative with them. Um, yeah. But he was all. She was also studied by John Mowbray, 
And in the female physician, um, which is a publication of sorts, Mabre proposed women could give birth to a creature he named Suterkin. All right? Now, this is, like, just gives you more, like, insight into how doctors and surgeons uh, and physicians had differing theories, you know, um, back then. Yeah. So, a Suterkin is a fabled small creature about the size of a mouse that uh, certain women were to believed, sorry, that certain women were believed to have been capable of giving birth to. Like, people actually thought this. Yes. The origin of this um, fantasy lies in the 18th century, so it came out uh, <clears throat> pretty much from people like John Mowbray saying that they thought that this was real, um, and it was attributed to a tendency of Dutch women to frequently sit on stoves or use them under their petticoats to keep warm, hence causing the breeding of a small kind of animal that would mature in her womb and be born. So apparently just keeping yourself warm, warm. you're going to start spawning small mammals. Um, well, warmth is, you know, the element of the devil, so obviously that that, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so John Mowbray, or Mowbray, or however you say his name, was a proponent of maternal impression, which was a widely held belief that conception and pregnancy could be influenced by what the mother dreamt or saw, <clears throat> and warned pregnant women that over-familiarity with household pets could cause their children to resemble those pets. Yuck! What? Yep. This is yep. in the late 1700s? Mm, early, this is early like 1726, yeah. Oh, okay, but still. Early 1700s. Um, <clears throat> so he was happy to attend Toft because her case appeared to vindicate his theories and prove his theories. But another man midwife named James Douglas, just like Manningham, Manningham uh, he also thought that it was all a hoax and didn't believe John Mabry's theories. And he kept away from the whole situation, despite the fact that St. Andre was, was inviting him to see it too. Because St. Mm -hmm. Andre, um, what's his first name? I keep just, Nathaniel St. Andre, yeah. He keeps, he wants to, like, again, prove that he's not crazy. He's the surgeon to the <laughs> royal fucking household and to King yeah. George the First. He's like, no, 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 everybody come check it out. I promise it's real. Um, but they're, you know, no, no, obviously. it's fine, guys, it's fine. Yeah, but like Manningham, James Douglas, um, and who was the other one? Um, Allers. You know, they all kind of are like, no, this doesn't seem right. Like, you're yeah. seeming kind of weird. Um, it was also really important to uh, Nathaniel St. Andre because he was the... Um, considered to be a member of the court just because he could speak the king's native German, like, just because he mm, had that connection. Yeah. So he wasn't really highly regarded in the medical community, um, and James Douglas was one of the country's, like, most respected anatomists, or, and, and yeah. Ana anatomists? Anatomists. Oh, we know words. <laughs> we know words. Anatomists. Anatomists. Still not as um, bad as my Nora Pine Oh, God, that was a good one. Oh, I still get the, still get the quivers when I hear her name. 
Nora Pine Frame Actual Sense. Um, so yeah, so Douglas thought that a woman giving birth to rabbits was as likely as a rabbit giving birth to humans because duh. duh. And despite his skepticism, he eventually broke down to Nathaniel St. Andre's invitations and went to go see her. When Manningham informed him that he suspected that he delivered a hog's bladder, after, and, uh, and then after James Douglas examined Mary Toft, he refused to engage Nathaniel St. Andre on the matter and just kind of walked away from that whole situation. Ooh. Yeah, he was kind drama. of like, I knew you were fucking with me. I knew you were fucking crazy. I knew you didn't know what you were talking about. And I just came here and proved myself right. So I'm going to see yeah. myself out because this is a fucking mess of a situation that now literally everyone is paying attention to. So good I don't day to be, you, sir. Yeah, like I don't want to be anywhere near you because you're going to ruin my fucking credibility. Goodbye. Yeah. On December 4th, 1726, all right? So this really all started in, like, end of August, beginning of September. By the beginning of December, the hoax was uncovered. A man named Thomas Onslow had begun an investigation of his own and discovered that for the past month, Mary Topp's husband, Joshua, had been buying young rabbits. Uh. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Don't. in on it. Don't love so that. He wrote a letter to a physician named Sir Hans Sloan and said that the affair had almost alarmed England and that he would soon publish his findings. The same day, Thomas Howard confessed to the Justice of the Peace, Sir Thomas Clarges, lots of names in here, that mm -hmm. he had bri been bribed by Mary Toff's sister-in-law, Margaret, to sneak a rabbit into Mary Toff's chamber. So, what? Mary Toff was arrested and questioned, and she denied the accusation and claimed that the rabbit was for eating only. Ah! Yeah. I don't like it. James Douglas questioned her on three or four occasions, each time for several hours, and after several days of this, Manningham threatened to perform a painful operation on her, and by December 7th, Toft finally confessed. She's, uh, it came out that following her miscarriage, while her cervix permitted her access, an accomplice had inserted into her womb <gasps> The claws and body of a cat and the head of a rabbit. They had what also... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, an accomplice had inserted into her room. She's getting fisted with animal parts. And they're both like, this is a great idea. I like this. <laughs> yeah. So yucky. Absolutely terrible and terrifying. Who... Wait, um, who was the accomplice? Um... Uh, it's like the, I don't know who did that, but I know that it's, you know, her husband is an accomplice, her sister-in-law is an accomplice, her mother-in-law is an accomplice, like, they were all working together on this. Dude, how, like, why is that the idea that you come up with? Um, so she said that in an earlier unpublished confession, she blamed um, the entire thing on a range of participants to those people that I just mentioned, her mother-in-law to John, 
uh, Howard to Joshua. And then she also claimed that a traveling woman told her how to insert rabbits into her body and how such a scheme would ensure that she would, quote, never want as long as she lived. So basically, they thought that they were going to get rich from this. She was sick of working in the fields. She was sick of living her oh. English peasant life. Yeah. She, you know, being forced to work pregnant. I mean, it's like she's poor. And despite his skill, it's like they were still poor. You know, it's like yeah. they, she was tired of it. She had three little kids. You know what I mean? That she's trying yeah. to take care of. And desperate fucking times call for desperate fucking measures. So apparently some like which woman has to walk by and be like, hmm, why don't you just stick a few rabbits up there? Hmm, you'll never have to worry oh, about anything ever again. Like, yeah, who, who, who? I wonder if that's where lucky rabbit's feet come from. Who <laughs> stop. From Mary's rabbit hole burrow? From Mary's furry rabbit hole. Yuck. <laughs> um, but yes, so December 7th, she finally confessed um, she had also apparently invented a story where she claimed that during her pregnancy and while working in a field, she had been startled by a rabbit and had since become obsessed with rabbits. And based on this other guy's theory, you know, she was obsessed with rabbits, so therefore they were just going to pop right out of her. Um, yeah, just ridiculous. So, yeah, so then, you know, her other confessions, you know, continued on from December 8th into December 9th. Before, finally, she was uh, sent to Tothill Fields Bridewell, which sounds like a nice place, but no, it is prison. No, I was going to say, yeah. Yes, and she was charged as a vile cheat and imposter. A vile cheat and imposter, huh? Yes. Love now, it. the timing of her confession proved to be a little bit awkward for Nathaniel St. Andre, the, uh, oh yeah, what's that? The royal surgeon, or the, yeah, the royal surgeon. The, well, he wasn't royal. Yeah. The surgeon to the royal household of King George I. I mean, but still kind of, yeah. Um, because on December 3rd, four days before she confessed, he had published a 40-page pamphlet. Which was no. a short narrative of an extraordinary delivery of rabbits and staked his entire reputation on it. <laughs> oh my god. What yeah. an idiot. Yeah. So um, the British Journal reported on January 7th in 1727 um, that she appeared at the courts of quarter sessions at Westminster, charged for being an abominable chief and imposter and pretending to be delivered of several monstrous births. Um, obviously, after all of this came out, the medical profession's gullibility became a target of a great deal of public mockery. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, it was actually a lot of, um, which I saved these for uh, Instagram, but there was a lot of, like, political comics, you know? There was just a lot of satirical comics about this published in, like, newspapers and, like, publications really? for, like, months after the fact. Yeah, they, everyone thought it was hilarious. They're like, the stupid bitch. <laughs> Which it's fucking like rabbits up there, like God. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy to think about. But it's like, yeah, she convinced an entire country pretty much that that was possible, and she truly thought that she was going to get away with it, and that she would, you know, turn into this. And also, how can you keep that up? You're turning into this weird sideshow yeah. thing where people pay to see you, like, also, pop out. You want to like, 
keep doing that? Like, that's I, a thing you want to keep up? I Right? So, so bizarre. Um, there was also a satirical ballad that was written about it. And um, part of it says, Most true it is, I dare to say, Ever since the days of Eve, The weakest woman sometimes may The wisest man deceive. Which, like, barf.com. And also, yeah. I don't know if weak is the word to use when she's shoving shit up her regime. <sighs> Yuck! No, don't even want to think about that at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I heard of this... Not just I... stuff! She's shoving dead animals up there. Yep, pieces of them, mostly. Ah! And small dead ones, yeah. Yep. Yep. That is just so disturbing on so many levels. I mean, as soon as I heard about this woman that was just popping out rabbits, I could only think, curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> Ew, sister. <laughs> um, yeah, careful falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, I know, that's going to have a whole new <laughs> connotation. <laughs> Yuckers. Yeah, so gotta love that she was either so fed up and bored with her life that this seemed like a good idea at the time. Also, thank God her kids were just tots during all of this. Like, the oldest one, I think, might have been three. Because uh, talk about oh being embarrassed by your parents. That's just like, how do you live with your parents after that? Uh, well, I'm pretty like, sure they went to jail, so it's like I don't I don't even know. I mean, they probably I mean, got I shipped guess. off to somewhere. Like I'm sure that was a monastery or something. Yeah, but that's Mary Motherfucking Tom, out in goddamn and sorry, oh, doing wow. crazy shit. Um, who also, despite shoving bits and bobs of dead motherfucking animals up into her vagine, she lived until she was 62. How in the 1700s. And did she spend that whole time in jail? No, I don't know. There's not really much else going on about her. Like, she wasn't important after that. But she, like, literally hit it big time. Um, but, yeah. Wow. Like, what the actual fuck? I am literally... Like, I don't even know. I can't form sentences. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, this is too much. This is, like, information that I have now in my brain. It makes and me it's... think of that, um, that rap, that video on YouTube where it's like, she gave birth to what? Where? With who? <laughs> oh, really? Mm. <laughs> no, see now? Like the asking all these questions. I Nathaniel know. St. Andre comes out and he's like, why you asking all these questions? <laughs> Assuming. <laughs> Obviously, this is legit. Okay? Oh, my God. Uh, I can't believe that guy really, like, staked his reputation on that, too. And, like, right, and then it was, like, what, right before she confessed? Yeah. Oh, God. He was just, he was so, he was, like, so adamant. He's like, no, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this. Everybody else, shut up. And then, stupid. Just stupid. When you're wrong, you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong, dude. It's okay to be wrong. It's uh, not okay to shove animals up inside you. Please don't do that, anybody ever yeah. again. Please don't. I don't like it. But what a way to start off spooky season. <laughs> Ooh, that is a way to start off the spooky
spookiest of seasons. Oh. Like, oh boy. A little peek into the rabbit hole. Stop it. Like, I never want to hear anything about rabbit holes ever again. <laughs> like, ever. Big yuck. It's the big yuck. Furry burrow. Ew, that one's worse. I don't know. All of it's bad. It's all bad, guys. <laughs> Anyways, I am laughing through the pain. Oh, um, man. So much pain on my end. That's just like... I honestly do feel I, like, bad. I can't even fathom, like, fucking doing that. Like, what? I'm glad, because oh. I can't either, and I'd be alarmed if you didn't say that. Like... Um, yeah. Yeah, so aren't you so glad I saw this and was like, oh, this is going to be a great topic. <laughs> I mean, it is a good topic. It is also something that I now can't unknow. Yep. Nope. Neither can I. That a lady wanted to get famous so bad. Yep. That she and her family concocted an idea to make her birth rabbits for a couple months. There are worse things than sex tapes. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> very, very true. This is so much fucking worse. Yep. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, so much ick factor. Like, lots and so lots much. and lots of ick. Lots of ick. Lots of ick. Yep. So yeah, the end. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you because this yes, please. story reminded like, me of like a little tidbit that I was like oh my god I don't think I told I don't think I told you this I hope I didn't tell you this um <clears throat> so my friend is having an angels and devils party for Halloween mm-hmm. and naturally it's Halloween and spooky season so I want to be a devil uh-huh. and my boyfriend is going to be my little gay angel Love it. Okay. His words and his idea, not mine. Um, but yes, he is a national treasure. And he's going to have <laughs> little wings and a halo and little bitty booty shorts and rhinestone pasties. Wow. Yeah. Rhinestone pasties. Yeah, again, the pasties were his idea, too. Um, he oh And he goodness. actually coined the term gangel, that he wants to be my gangel. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very adorable and I'm excited because I'm going to be creepy as fuck. So it's like really cute to me and hilarious yes. that he's going to be funny and I'm going to be like the, the oh, yin oh, to oh. your yang for literal, sure. Literal. Literal. Um, yes. I didn't have a stroke. I know the word literally, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sounds like a stroke cover up right there. Oh man, pasties all over again. Whew. I need um, more distraction. I can't. You broke just me. think of pasties. Just think of pasties. Shiny, glittery rhinestone pasties. Are you no. going to cover him in glitter? Oh, I should. I was going to get him a collar and a leash. <laughs> oh my god. Because I thought it would be funny, like, like I caught him, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I know, that's adorable, and I love it. 
Anyways, so he texted me the other night and was like, holy shit, I had a Halloween idea, which also I really read as like, <laughs> holy Halloween idea, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then his next text said, devil horns with a meat suit. Uh-huh. And he goes, you'll be the devil incarnate. Oh, my God. Do you get it? Yes. <laughs> okay, because it's hilarious on his own. So proud of him. But it took me, like, four hours to realize how funny it actually was. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who don't know, I used to be an actress. Uh -huh. um, and one of the movies that I was in was called The Devil Incarnate. <laughs> Where I was typecast as a goth emo girl who is struggling with her sexuality and yet to come out of the closet. <laughs> I <forgot> about that. <laughs> and I was like 19 or 20 when I filmed this. Could not have been more true. Could not have been more true. That is hysterical. I forgot about that part. <laughs> I can't believe it took me so long to get it. But um, but yeah. So there you go. Also, it is on Amazon Prime. Watch it if Ew, you want. Why are you telling people? Oh, because there's a reason. Uh, yeah, oh, let me okay. finish. Let me finish. Okay. Also, it is on Amazon Prime. You know, watch it if you want to understand a little bit about my past trauma. Or don't. <laughs> I don't get any money if you do. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get money if you Venmo us. Yay! There we go. Yay! So you can now Venmo us at wonder-slut. <laughs> Yes, that's Wonder Dash Slut, because I thought it was funny. <laughs> yep, she continually amuses herself and me, obviously. Otherwise, we I wouldn't really be here. I really do. I really do. We're not only your mystic sisters, we're your little Wonder Sluts. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> which sounds that's so us. bad after this. <laughs> yep, it sounds terrible. <laughs> if you like us or whatever, um, yeah, tip us and send us a Venmo at. Uh, Wonder Sluts. You can also find a link to our Venmo on our link tree on Instagram at wonderless.pod and if you do Venmo us, part of those proceeds will go to giveaways to awesome listeners like you. And Yay. if you send us a Venmo of any amount with a note that you watched my horror movie, we will send you a special spooky themed prize for the spookiest of all the spooky seasons. Hashtag the most wonderful time of the year. Definitely the most wonderful time of the year. It's my favorite. I also can't believe that we waited so long to the episode to mention that it was spooky season now, but Did we say that? Did we get anything? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, debatable. Don't yeah. But it is definitely my favorite time of the year. I'm pretty sure it's your favorite time of the year. It should be everybody's favorite time of the year. It is it's literally the, holiday. the most wonderful time of the year. <gasps> God, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, make sure to include your address so, like we can actually make that happen because we have spooky stuff that we want to give you. But like also we, uh, you know, help us. Doing... We're poor. Yeah. Help us. Thank you. We're poor. We need money to do these things that we love to do. So don't forget yes. to check out our link tree um, on our Instagram at wonderless.pod. Check out our website, thewonderlesspodcast.com. Um, but you can get our merch from there yes you can venmo us from there you can help support this podcast that you have grown to love um also we talked about last time 
uh, if you leave a five-star review, then you're gonna get something special, and we are officially rated. So thank you to everyone Yay! who left us reviews. We love yous so much, and you'll be getting a special gift that is that we're very excited about. So um, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but we're it's very a sneaky, spooky surprise. It's okay. a sneaky, spooky surprise of delight, um, and. It's gonna be really great. So thank you. Um, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. So give it, write yeah. us a review and you'll get something really exciting too. Something that we're really yes. excited about that you can't get on our merch store um, and that we will not be sending out as giveaways, but only for reviews, like not for like the, the, the horror movie, which God, I'm so sorry if you watch that. It's not even because <laughs> it's, it's just, ugh, it's just, I, I, obviously, okay, I've gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta let it go, I gotta let it go. <laughs> Guitar me art. Guitar me art. Guitar me art. Just let it flow through you. Let the cringe flow through you. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Yeah. And we're going to give a little shout out to people that have been supporting us from the beginning. Um, and so we're going to give a shout out to Chris. And Woo! Woo! Our friend Chris. Um, and we're gonna give a shout out to Corey. What's up, Corey? Corey? Thanks so much for all of your support. And we're also gonna give a shout out to the one and only Dale. Dale, Dale, we love you. Yes, thank you guys so much for all of your support. And we're really excited to send you guys some sweet little gifts. Leave us a five-star review if you would like a sweet little gift as well. And don't forget to visit our Teespring store and get yourself some merch before September 7th, it's 10% off, and you'd be help supporting this wonderful podcast and your favorite Mystic Sisters. Yes, please. And not to brag, but our stuff is really cool. It's really cute. I like it. Yes, it's very nice. We like it. Yes, and comfy. Very nice and soft. Which is always important. Well, not the stainless steel water bottle. That one's not a soft <laughs> Hey, Wonder Sluts. I think it's time for us to wonder what? off. What? Cats. We like cats. <laughs> but not in a pussy. <laughs> Definitely the theme for this episode. I don't think we can use that for a title, but boy.